Welcome to Entrepreneur Decoded, the show which reveals the habits, fears, failures, and joys of today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. Now, here's your host, Simon Sander. I'm really bummed today because I have Gavin Rogers with me. Kevin, are you ready to share your journey with us? I'm ready, man. Let's do it. Kevin spent years traveling the country as a dead broke stand-up comedian until he discovered that a simple joke formula could be used as a powerful marketing hook and began teaching it to marketers. His book, The 60-Second Sales Hook, teaches you how to use the power of story to grow your business. Today, Kevin is one of the most in-demand sales consultants online. Kevin, I want you to take it from here. Tell us a bit about yourself besides a formal introduction and something that is exciting for you today. Yeah, so who I am is uh, I'm a former stand-up comedian turned copywriter, and uh, that it makes for an interesting mix of uh, of quirkiness and uh, and and skill. <laughs> uh, the cool thing about spending a decade on the road touring as a comic is that it was a great adventure. And uh, little did I know it was the ultimate training to become a direct response copywriter because you really need to understand people. Uh, you need to have empathy, I think, to make people laugh. Um, you need to uh, – you learn very quickly as a touring comic how to overcome a lot of distraction and circumstances for both you and your audience and – doing things like quickly winning attention and winning trust of, a, of an audience of strangers, you know, uh, parallels very well into what we do when we're trying to, you know, help uh, our website visitors feel comfortable and, and get excited about what we have to talk to them about. Kevin, it's always really difficult to make that leap from nine to five job to entrepreneur to quitting your job. What made you take the leap from stand-up comedian to becoming an entrepreneur and marketer. Basically, what I decided first was to stop being a road comic. I was very tired and burned out from being on the road for so many years. And uh, I kind of realized along the way that uh, some people are, need need the performance. They need the spotlight, you know, and I didn't have that problem. I kind of, I don't know if, if grew out of it at some point. But uh, as much as I love performing, I love being on stage, it wasn't my driving desire like it is for some comics. And so I fell in love with writing and I fell in love with pr producing and collaborating. So uh, but I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I could do with that. I just knew I wanted to find another way to earn money other than having to drive several hours, you know, to pick up a few hundred bucks for, for telling some jokes. And uh uh, through a lot of bizarre twists and turns and, you know, spending a couple of years doing no resume jobs like uh, bartending and bell hopping, I met a guy who is a very smart, uh, direct response marketer. And he taught me, taught me the business and he knew that I love to write. And he said, you should look into copywriting. You might be good at it. And that's when I discovered uh, John Carlton and Gary Halbert and Gary Bensavenga and all the greats and got really, really excited about it. I want to start today's show off with your favorite quote or the words you live by. Do you have a favorite quote for us, Kevin? Well, one quote as a freelancer that's really helped me is uh, 
um, something my my friend and mentor John Carlton says all the time. He says, if you have a product that you know can solve a problem for somebody and improve their life, then shame on you for not doing everything in your power to put it in their hands. And I love that quote because it a lot of people have trouble selling. They feel like it's it's wrong or it's icky and they don't want to be aggressive and, and do these things. And, you know, you could sell um, aggressively, uh, you know, you could sell with confidence without ever feeling like a s- smarmy salesperson. And uh, when I tell people that quote, if they're feeling adverse to promoting their stuff, it reminds them that they're doing a disservice to the people they can really help if they if they hold back. So uh, I've always really enjoyed that quote. I think that's a great quote to reminding us the importance of taking an idea and actually executing. If you have a product that you know can solve a problem for somebody and improve their life, then shame on you for not doing everything in your power to put it in the hands of the customer. Kevin, I want you to look back to your journey as an entrepreneur and pick a hardship or a major obstacle you had and how you came it. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure there's been there's been plenty uh, I could tell you that the, one of the lowest points of my life was when I came very close to death uh, about 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, it was a scary time. I was just beginning my freelance career and I contracted a blood infection. And uh, it, we didn't know what it was for, for a while. And it, it, it really almost killed me. And uh, I ended up having open heart surgery and, and recovering from that. And he, although it wasn't, it, it didn't happen as a result of me being unhealthy. I was only 35 at the time. Um, it really helped me get serious about my health after that. You know, going through rehab to recover from having your chest sawed open and ripped apart and having your <laughs> heart leave your body for you know, 45 minutes or whatever while they repair it like a carburetor. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it definitely give, f- makes you feel like you're sort of on living on bonus time. And uh, so ever since then, my life has been on a really positive trajectory up, up, up. And uh, I think two, two great things that came of it was I, I don't take things for granted anymore and I don't ever um, – overlook uh, an opportunity. And I also don't stress about little stuff, you know, so adversity is, is your best friend if you respond well to it, because it just keeps everything in perspective. Kevin, I think that's a really good point. As entrepreneurs, we tend to stress way too much. Do you have some actionable advice how to uh, live more stress-free and be more mindful? Well, one thing I think it's important to do is take inventory every so often. If you're feeling a lot of stress and you're feeling overwhelmed and you feel like you're on the hamster wheel constantly, I think it's important to list out all the things you do in a day. And I'm not going to give you the speech about delegating and bringing on VAs, although that that is critical. What's more important is to look at that list and, and just say, what's causing me the most anxiety when I see this on my calendar and, and I feel stress instantly about it. Why am I doing that? Like how much is that particular activity actually 
helping my bank account, right? And if it's something that you absolutely can't back back off of or stop doing or or delegate or anything, then uh, you have to decide a different way to do it. You know, we it's so easy for us to feel like the way we earn money is the only way we can earn money and that we don't have the option to change. But people do it all the time. They, they just say, I'm not doing I can't do this. Thing. That's why most people are entrepreneurs is because they probably had a job or started on a more traditional route. And at some point when I can't do this, I cannot walk into this building again tomorrow and see these same people and collect the same stupid check and feel like. I'm wasting my life away. I'm going to stop and I'm going to leave tonight and I'm not coming back. You you have the courage to make that decision, but then too often we all we want to do is uh have this, you know, quote unquote freedom to to earn our own money and decide uh how our the hours of our day will be spent, but that without a plan and without some gut checks along the way, it quickly becomes just another job that you've created for yourself. But the problem is now you're the boss and the employee. And a lot of times they don't get along. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's twice as much work and it's twice as much stress. And, uh, it, it sometimes doesn't take long for you to achieve your, your, your so-called freedom and start to look back at when you had a job and think, uh, that was easier. This sucks. This is hard, you know? And, uh, if that's happening to you, I, I would, I would suggest go back to the, the things that you were so excited about in the beginning and just simplify it again, you know, really say you got to identify the things you do and your unique abilities that can't be replaced and find a way to just do more of that. You know, if you're listening right now, you're going through your mental if you feel the stress, you're going through your mental Rolodex as I talk about this and you're identifying the things that you absolutely can't be replaced to do. And a lot of things that you end up doing during your day that, you know, you shouldn't be doing and just start by listing those things out, identify the problem. And man, just know that there's always a way to to delegate or to just stop, stop doing things you don't like doing. I want to get really deep and really personal for a second. What brings you joy and makes you happy? I think that's a topic that entrepreneurs don't really talk about mm -hmm. in the industry. Uh, well, for me, it's going to sound hackneyed, but it's uh, it's it's family. You know, it's it's a funny thing. Do you have a family? Not yet. Good for you. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's funny. I was talking to some other. Uh, uh, parents yesterday and we we're laughing about the fact that it, it, it's just the most bizarre experience of your life to, to spawn and to, to have these children, because of course you, you couldn't be more dedicated to these tiny humans and love them any more than you love them. And yet uh, there's such a pain in the ass, you know, and it, it and it's unbelievably, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, limiting what kind of abilities you have to, to do things. And, and look, I know there are people who get to travel and they, and, and they, 
it really is a mindset because you absolutely can travel with family and do all these things. But in reality, you know, there are things that that are just limiting about it, you know, and um, but, you know, it's it's funny, Simon, you know, I'll be so like I really like my solitude, you know, like I really, really cherish it and, and, I, and I'm good at being alone. Uh, but so when I have a trip coming up, I'll say, like, oh, you know, everybody's getting on my nerves and be like, all right, three days I'm on a plane <laughs> and I get to have a break. And uh, by the time I get off the plane, I miss my family so bad I can't stand it, you know, and I'll see other families in the airport and I'm going, oh, my God, I just want to get turn around and go back home right now, you know. And so the happiness to me is when we're just, you know, out goofing around. We love in our town to go downtown on Friday nights and just walk around and people watch and climb trees and eat ice cream. And it's just there's nothing better than when the whole unit's together and everybody's kind of happy. It, it, it's just, you know, once you become a parent, you can have a great time and you can do cool things, but you'll never feel totally complete unless your family is there with you. So, you know, until further notice, when my kids are actually, you know, out of the nest, my happiness is going to be centered around having happy moments with my family. Kevin, I thought you brought up some really good points. I want to talk about happiness in work and how do you balance work with life? My work? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it is a balance. It's, it's an incredible challenge for, for all entrepreneurs, for sure. It's very hard to decide when the workday ends, when it's all on you, right? But um, uh, yeah, my work is unbelievably fulfilling. I just can't believe that I get to do this every day, uh, every single bit of it. You know, um, if... I, I love working with my team. Uh, I, I really love p uh, bringing people together or helping people uh, rise up and meet challenges that they thought were beyond them. That inspires me a lot. Um, I obviously love writing. Uh, when I, as a writer, the most fulfilling thing that can happen is to wake up and write something good in the morning because the rest of the day is superfluous from there. And any writer will tell you this, that, man, there's just nothing. When, when you, you hit that zone and you feel it and you know you wrote something good and, you know, as a marketer, you get to send this message out to your list uh, and have it, it, people resonate with it and respond to it. Man, that is an amazing privilege. And for me, there's probably nothing more more fulfilling. Sales are great. Of course, that's important to business. But, you know, closing a $50,000 contract does not feel as gratifying as ripping off a really great email. <laughs> I think everybody's listening right now can hear that Kevin is so passionate about what he does. Let's say there's someone in the audience who's working really hard and smart, but they don't feel fulfilled or happy how to fall in love with the process and enjoy every moment of the journey i think they're probably responsible for too much volume so it's become a chore instead of a passion right and again i would say look at your workload and say all right what do i love to write what is stressing me out How, who else can i get to write the stuff that 
it, we tend to think that our our content has to be in such a way that we're so responsible for it. The bottom line is if you're, you know, if you're a content marketer, the things you need to pay attention to, obviously it needs to have it be quality, but is it giving good information? The writing style, unless you're known for that, it probably can be, it can definitely be outsourced. You know, you can work with good content writers who can learn your voice uh, and and even make it better sometimes because they're not as married to it. Uh, and then you get to step, step back and say, all right, I'm responsible for one epic piece of content every every week or every month or whatever your schedule is. And then you get to really invest your passion into just creating one great piece because again, I, I don't, I won't pretend to know everybody's business model, but I, I think quality over quantity is always the winning formula in content marketing. Uh, and you know, I, I, I challenge you again to look at your schedule and go and look at your numbers and look at your, your views and say, if I did half of what I'm putting out now, would it matter? Would would it be would I get better engagement by producing less but making it higher quality? And maybe that would instill take off some of that stress and allow you to feel passionate again. Kevin, you were a stand up comedian for a while, now you're a marketer. What's the best business advice you ever received? Oh man. Um well I guess I'd have to say it's the one that I printed, framed, and have kept on my wall ever since. <laughs> Hard to beat that evidence. Um, and so it's an email that I mentioned John Carlton earlier, uh, who's become a friend and mentor. He's, he's an I've mentioned him three times now. This is how important this this man is to my life. Uh, but he wrote me an email. And in fact, it was exactly at one of those moments where I was taking inventory on my business as a freelancer. And I was in the middle of a very stressful uh, job with a client. And really having one of those long walks with myself and, and wondering, how do I stop doing the parts of this that I just don't like? And uh, he wrote me an email and essentially his advice was, uh, you know, you're allowed to not uh, you're allowed some failures along the way, you know, and uh, it, it one gig that doesn't work out perfectly is not going to end your career as long as you do the best you can, as long as you don't promise things that you know you can't deliver, and as long as you show up to your best ability to every obligation that you make, uh, everything else is you know, part of the journey. And if something doesn't go right, dust yourself off, get back on the saddle, and get go, go ride twice as hard, you know? And man, coming from somebody I really respect, he basically gave me permission to not be perfect. And cause I, I care a lot about what people think. That's, that's probably my Achilles. I get a little too hung up in, in pleasing everybody. And so to have permission from him to screw up once in a while, because it's all necessary part of growth, that, that was simple advice that, I needed to hear and meant a lot to me. How about yourself? If you could teach everyone in the world one thing, what would it be, Kevin? Uh, teach one thing, something I learned. Um, that it, it is important to feel nervous 
uh, every so often. So if you're not feeling, if you're never nervous about, and I don't mean anxious, right? There's a difference. Nervous about a challenge. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Uh, I had a recent opportunity. Uh, I was invited onto a, a podcast that I felt I was not a good fit for. And uh, it was, it's a big show and I was nervous because the host asked some very tough questions and I knew that my business was not structured in a way that the typical businesses he features are. And, uh, I was nervous about the interview and, uh, first I felt anxious about it and I just thought maybe I should just back out of this. And then my next thought was screw that, uh, you know, they chose me, they asked me, and there's a reason for that. And I'm going to show up huge to this interview. And then I got excited because I was nervous, right? And it's the same with any time I'm, I'm invited to speak at an event. Uh, I get this uh, beautiful mix of nerves and uh, caged tiger anticipation to get on the stage. And man, that is a gift. So if you're not coming across scenarios that make you feel nervous because you're excited and it's important to you and you don't want to screw it up and you want to perform well, uh, create those moments. If, if that's not happening in your business, chances are you're not trying hard enough to expand and get out of your comfort zone. So, you know, find a way to get on a stage or find a way to, to, uh, go be a guest blogger on, on like some major blog, uh, whatever it is that's going to push you out of your comfort zone and make you perform at a next level. Uh, I think that's, that's a really important thing to do. And consistently, if you, if you're not feeling nervous, then there's a problem. Great answer. You're just dropping your value bombs over and over. Before we end today's show, I'm going to get into daily routines and your daily routine. Do you have an average day? Yeah, my average day starts, uh, I, I get up at 5 a.m. and I, I write because that's the best time for me to write with fresh brain. Often I'm inspired in some way that I hadn't even anticipated. Uh, I, I, um, I cook uh, some grass-fed beef as instructed by my trainer <laughs> and uh, I drive myself to the gym and I work out for an hour and then I come home and I prepare my meals for the day, which is a new routine uh, for me because, you know, I'm on a plan to build muscle and I have to eat a lot more food. And, uh, and then I, I come here to the office and uh, I do my, do my work. I, I tend to be on the, on a lot of calls with people. I, I do a lot of live uh, kind of hangouts and, and meetings with my, my community. And I get to do great interviews like this and uh, talk about myself. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's a typical day for me. Kevin, that was a great breakdown of your day. You've been so generous with your time. Do you have any last piece of advice for the audience? I would say it's easy for all of us to think we have no time all the time. But think about those times where you do find yourself with time, like, for instance, sitting in a, a doctor's office waiting for your appointment 
you know, it's less obvious now that we have our cell phones because we just can go right back to checking email or something. But I love those moments where you're sitting there and you're like reading some bad magazine or something and you've actually realized, man, I'm kind of like relaxed right now. I'm almost bored. This is weird, right? It, It proves that we can create moments where we decompress uh, if we have to, and, and your business doesn't fall apart as a result. So why don't you book your own little doctor's appointment once a week where you take an hour and just do nothing, go feel bored, put your electronics away, go take a walk and just go enjoy yourself and your thoughts again and take a minute to remember what you're thankful for and what you have and you'll, you'll be a much better, uh, team member of your family that night when you go home. I, I assure you. Awesome. Kevin, what's the best way to find your line and connect with you? Cause I know there's people in the audience who want to do that. Copychief.com. Kevin Rogers. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing the journey with us. My pleasure, man. Take care. Thank you for listening to entrepreneur decoded. For killer resources and free content, go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.